This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. I want to invite you to head over to somebodycares.org. There, a screen is going to pop up. You'll enter your information, and then you can choose what content you'd like to receive from us. Resources available are Doug Stringer's teaching, prayer ministry, our Monday morning encouragement called Provoke a Thought, or Somebody Cares Updates. These can be local to Houston or our global centers and chapters updates and testimonies that may happen more frequently as ongoing needs from major disasters occur. If the box doesn't appear as you open up somebodycares.org, simply scroll to the bottom of the page and you'll see a place to enter your email there. On this episode, Doug interviews Kingdom Ninja Daniel Gill. Daniel is the 2020 American Ninja Warrior Grand Champion and a motivational speaker. Be sure to share this episode on your social media. Your friends are going to want to hear this encouraging testimony. Daniel Gill is 2020 champion for American Ninja Warrior, and you know him as Kingdom Ninja. Uh, we know him as Daniel, and he's a great friend of, of so many people in our city and around the country and around the world. Just a great testimony and leads by example. But what I love most about Daniel is that he has been consistent in his walk with the Lord. Even as God has given him a platform, he continues to be a husband, a friend to so many he coaches and mentors so many people, not just through the fitness things he does at the gym, but he also is mentoring a lot of people spiritually. So the platform of American Ninja Warrior has just been a platform to expand who he really is. He walks in the characteristics of Christ. As I've learned from the late Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole, he said the characteristics of the kingdom emanate from the character of the king. That's King Jesus. And so if we reflect the life of Christ then the kingdom of God will be advanced through our lives and the way that we lead by example. And so Daniel also is a worship leader and helps with worship at his church when he's able to be in town. And we've been together to Japan. Yep, yep. So good to have you on today. And I think it's important with all the divisiveness that's happened in the last couple of years, all the concerns, the pandemics, people's hearts are very overwhelmed. In fact, Daniel, I know this will touch your heart because you have a heart from nations as well. I was reading the other day in the land of my birth, which is Japan, that there are more people that died by suicide during the pandemic than by the pandemic itself in this last year. And we wow. see an increase of depression. We see an increase of people overwhelmed. Their hearts are overwhelmed and stressed out, full of anxiety because of just the uncertainties of economics and life. And so there's so many things in the world right now that are causing people's anxieties and stresses. So I really felt like it was important for us to get a knee posture, vertical worship, and get back to the centrality of the cross, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. But I want to talk to you, Daniel, specifically. What's your testimony? How did you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony? And mm -hmm. what examples of where you've been challenged in your personal life, where you yourself had to fix your eyes on the Lord to get through those situations. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, in a world, and especially with all the stress and pressure on you, the time restraints now and, and the people pulling on you because of your celebrity, how do you stay tethered and stay focused? And how do you lead by example by letting Christ's light shine in you that others mm -hmm. might be drawn to Christ in you? 
thank you again just for for the opportunity to to, to share my testimony, share about what God has has been doing and is currently doing uh, in my life through the platform of American Ninja Warrior. And you know, as we're we're, we're filming this right now, you know, we're in. I'm in the midst of my. Uh, competition seasonal uh, training. You know, I've got the my first round of competition qualifiers for this new season of American Ninja War coming up in a few weeks, about four weeks until uh, then. So I've been I've been hard on the grind training, preparing my body to be be capable of what I feel like God is uh, just going to put his hand of favor on me to be able to do. And so, you know, just growing up, I never had the mindset of like, OK, God, like I believe you've got good things in store for me, uh, plans to impact not just my family, not just my city, but the nations in the world. Uh, but just I'll sit on my hands and let you take care of it because that's what you do. That's that's I learned very quickly that that wasn't how God operated. He loves the the co-laboring aspect. So I said, okay, God, from a young age, I said, Lord, let me take stock of my my talents, my giftings, my abilities, the ways that you've given me um, um, just, just uniqueness in, in different ways of my life, different areas of my life. And so athletics was always a huge part of my life. And, you know, I, I wasn't the best athlete in sports, but I just, I, it was a good outlet. And so giving my heart to the Lord at a young age, growing up within the four walls of the church in ministry, uh, I was homeschooled. And so I, we were in the church walls anytime the doors were open. I mean, we were part of, uh, you know, nursing home ministries, uh, sign language ministries, clown ministries, you know, homeless ministries. And I just grew up in that environment. And from a young age, not only gave my heart to the Lord, but it began to have a heart for people. And as I got older into to my high school years, Doug, that was when the rubber really met the road for me in my own personal walk with the Lord. And I said, God, you know, I'm in high school now. I've got these these this peer pressure in ways that I've never had. I have friends who don't believe in you, and they're wanting me to to walk, talk, act a certain way. And Lord, I know that if I'm going to die uh, unexpectedly, I'm going to heaven. Like my heart is yours. But Lord, from this day forward, I'm not just going to give you my my heart, God. I'm going to actively give you my life, everything that makes me me. I'm going to put in your hands: the good, the bad, the ugly. Not only the hopes and dreams, but the fears and the doubts. God, I'm going to put all of that in your hands. I'm not just going to be a Sunday Wednesday Christian. I'm not just going to to call myself a Christian because I grew up in this environment. This relationship with you is going to be my own. I'm going to go to church because. I want to to study the word. I want to to be encouraged, uh, and, and I want to worship you with a congregation. And my Bible studies on my the regular are going to be my own because this is our relationship. So when my high school years came about, I was sold out all in, pushed all the chips in for for walking with Jesus and having that life that said, "Okay, God, whatever I do, Lord, I'm going to use just my life to shine before people." And uh, bring as many to the kingdom as possible, point them towards you, point them to the kingdom of God. And it's interesting, Doug, because, you know, you asked uh, how I stay kind of um, centered in a world that's constantly pulling me in different directions, just with this Ninja Warrior celebrity status that I've gotten that God has given me. And it all starts from before that, because uh, I haven't changed much at all in the last seven years that I've been a part of American Ninja Warrior. And I think that's because the the foundation that I started American Ninja Warrior on was, was solidly on Christ alone and on using whatever platform he gave me to build the kingdom of God. 
So another quick testimony is when I graduated high school, I had all these different options I could take. I could go for a business degree. I had uh, opportunities for music scholarships because I'm a vocalist trained or a trained vocalist and singing, acting, dancing, performing. That was my life in high school in addition to sports. But when I graduated high school, I said, Lord, I have all these pads before I take any of those, I want to devote a couple of years to worldwide ministry. And so I got, I went to a two-year Bible school and got to travel the world, place, go to places like Bulgaria, Rome, Italy, Japan, Malaysia, Honduras. I got to travel the world and preach the gospel, lead worship, and just with my own two eyes, just see the kingdom of God made manifest in ways that I tell people all the time, it ruined me for normal life. And I said, God, I will so gladly do anything that's on your heart because I've discovered that walking with you is the most satisfying, the most gratifying, and the most impactful life that I could have ever dreamed about. And so I said, God, if you want me to be a pastor full-time, game on. If you want me to be a worship leader full-time in a church, done. If you want me to be a minister uh, overseas and be like a missionary, I'll do that too. Whatever you want, God, here's my life. Take it, use it. I'm going to prepare myself to do anything that I feel you've called me to. And it was during that season of my life that the job that I had ended abruptly. And a friend at that Bible school told me about this ninja warrior gym that he worked at. And as soon as he said that, something in me came alive. And I said, I didn't even know that was an option, but I would love to check out this ninja gym. I'm an athlete, monkey boy my whole life. Long story short, I got a job opportunity at this ninja gym and started applying for the TV show. And because it's a reality TV show, you have to submit an audition video. You try to sell yourself. Here's who I am, my name, where I'm from, what I do, how I train. Please select me for your TV show. And out of tens of thousands of video submissions each year, they only select a few hundred. And initially, I thought it was going to be the easiest thing ever. I was like, oh, God, this is what you're calling me to. I'm just going to write this application, send in a video, and I'm just going to wait for the phone call. Well, two years in a row, I tried and failed, did not get selected on American Enjoyer. Oh. And I was crushed. And I thought, well, Lord, I don't understand what's going on. I'm chasing after the dreams I feel you've put on my heart. I'm giving it everything that I've got. Why am I facing such opposition? Why am I facing you know, such uh, obstacles? But I didn't give up. I, I stayed the course because God hadn't changed in what I felt he told me to do, which was train, prepare, continue working at the gym and impacting all these students that I have, uh, continue you know, being involved in my local church in whatever capacity of, of servanthood I can, which at the time was you know, greeting, worship leading, and all of those things. But there wasn't a new word. There wasn't a change. So I was like, okay, God, I'm just going to continue trying for this. And so those two years that I got rejected, I got to think about like my brand, how I wanted to be known on the show. And I got the extra years of just training, physically preparing my body to be capable. And then by a miracle, the second year that I got rejected, I joined what was called the walk online, where you can go to the competition site, you can wait in a line. And um, at the night of competition, they'll send about 45 people away from the line and they'll select about 10 or 15 and even though I was far back in line, I still waited a week here in Houston uh, in uh, Cyprus at the Berry Center where they filmed it a few years ago. And after a few days, I was sunburned. I was dehydrated. I was doubting. And I was like, Lord, what am I doing here? This is not the glamorous, easy street that I thought <laughs> the, the road to Ninja Warrior was going to be. But you haven't changed your mind. You haven't given me another word. 
And even though literally everything in the natural is saying I'm not going to get a chance to compete because of how far back in this line I am, I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold it out because I have no other options and I don't feel like giving up because I'm very stubborn. (laughs) And in that moment, as I'm praying this prayer of frustration, one of the producers of Ninja Warrior came by and he started, you know, selecting a few people that he wanted to see run the course that later in the week. And he remembered me. He pulled me out of the crowd that I was in and he said, you're, you're Daniel, right? And I said, yes. And he said, you got to test run some of the obstacles last year when you didn't get a a chance to compete. And I said, yeah, that's me. And he said, well, what are you doing in this walk online? We didn't select you to compete this year. And I said, no, you didn't, but I really want to compete. So I'm here. And he said, well, here's the thing, Daniel, I, I really like you. I, I think you've got what it takes. I want you to go back, wait in this line. And at the end of the week, when we select everybody who's going to run the course, in addition to the actual officially invited competitors, I'm going to make sure that you get a chance to run the course. So just go and wait. And at the end of the day or at the end of the the week, you're going to get a chance to run the course. And it was literally almost like, it's funny, walking with the Lord and, and reading your Bibles, your life starts to look kind of like a Bible story. And I was thinking of like, you know, like Joseph or these people that have, that come in these, these different areas of influence and God gives them favor with those in charge, the leaders. And that's kind of how my Ninja Warrior journey began. Next thing I know, the week ends and I'm standing on the platform about to run my first course on American Ninja Warrior. And I'm praying that it was 2015, the season seven qualifiers for Houston. And I'm standing there and I'm praying and I said, God, this was the dream. Here I am. I've got the lights. I've got the camera in my face. I've got the, the audience and I've got the obstacles right in front of me now, which we don't ever get to practice, by the way. And I'm standing there and I'm trembling from head to foot. And I'm like, Lord, this was the dream. This is what I wanted to do. This is the platform I feel you've called me to. Why can't I get it together? And I start praying there standing on the platform. And I said, God, I've trained my body to do this. And this is what I this is what I want to do, not just because of the joy and the excitement for me to get to do this athletic competition, but Lord, I recognize that out of all the different areas of influence that you could have called me to in society, Lord, this is the this is the part of the television industry, and we need people that can shine in this industry for you. So I said, Lord, I I want to hit a buzzer. I want to finish this course. I believe I'm physically capable of it. But God, regardless of the outcome, I'm going to give you the results right now. And if I hit that buzzer, I'm going to put my hands up and people are going to know it's because of you. But if I fall or fail, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to show people what it looks like to get back up, keep a smile on your face and push forward and say, no, that wasn't the plan, but I'm not going to give up and I'm going to come back. So I prayed that and I said, amen. And I looked out and I'm still trembling, but that fear and anxiety and panic changed and turned into excitement and anticipation next thing i know they say go and i'm running these courses running this off these obstacles one after the other next thing i know i pull myself up hit the buzzer and they said congratulations daniel you have the fastest time of the night wow and that was how the, the whole journey began and from that that moment forward i said god I know you've called me to this area. I, I, I'm going to give it my all. And every single year since then, I've been one of the top performers, one of the top contenders. And I've gotten to use the message of the kingdom as well as putting other core values across my chest, like honor, glory, um, sacrifice, things like that, that people see it and they don't instantly think like, oh, this guy's a, a Christian. He's trying to, you know, change me. It's really their conversation starters because people see it 
and they say, well, what is kingdom? So I'll get invited because of my platform on American Ninja Warrior being one of the top performers. I'll be invited to go speak in schools um, or to go speak at camps or different ninja gyms that have popped up across the nation. And I'll do like a QA and a and they'll say, well, what does the kingdom mean? Like, what is, why are you called kingdom ninja? And I'll say, oh, well, it's because of Matthew 6, in the Bible, where Jesus tells his disciples to seek first the kingdom of God and to live righteously. And all of these things that the world desires, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, God will provide those things. It's just a matter of prioritizing, you know, him above all other things in our lives. And so the journey that I've been on through American Enjoyer has just been so incredible. And there have been ups and downs. I mean, two years ago, I was three seconds away and lost a million dollars. And I mean, that'll that'll preach for one thing because (laughs) (laughs) for multiple reasons. But I remember even in that scenario, I thought to myself, well, God, here I am about to climb this, this 80 foot rope and I have to do it in under 30 seconds or less. And Lord, I just came off of stage three and I, my arms are more pumped than they've ever been in my entire life, God. These are not the circumstances that I thought that I would do this in. We're behind film schedule. We should have done this yesterday. After we film this rope, we're going to film USA versus the world. And I'm going to be a part of that. Lord, I need help. And so I prayed again before I began competing. I said, Lord, the results are in your hand. I will do everything in my power. And I'm going to trust that Lord, the results are in your hands. And so as I'm about to climb that rope, I prayed and I said, well, God, if you need me to climb this rope and you need me to hit that buzzer this year, and you've got some plans around it that I'm unaware about, then here's some, I'll have that conversation with God, right? I'm praying. And I said, God, you could give me supernatural strength. Like you gave Samson. You did it then. You could do it now if you needed to. God, you could give me supernatural speed. Like you gave Elijah when he outran the King's chariots. You did it for him then, you could give do that for me now. I said, God, and, you know, uh, the angels are called to minister to those who inherit salvation. You could have an angel push or pull me up that rope if you need me up that rope. So I said, God, I don't have to worry because I know that if you need me to finish this thing, then you can. I'm going to give it my best. And I know that if it works out, it's going to be a miracle because I'm at my, my strengths limits. But whatever the case, God, results are in your hand. And I did it. And I, oh, I felt so great until the last like 10 feet. And then I hit a wall and I was like, I can't squeeze. I can't pull. I can't push with my legs. This isn't the plan, Lord. But because I had already given the results to him, the sting didn't, it wasn't as painful because at the end of the day, I had the testimony that said, God, I've never fell this year. I never got wet, never had to use a redo. This is my best season that I've ever had still. Uh, I'm one of four people in history to make it to the final stage. And Lord, above all, if you got me here once, you can get me here again. And so then last season, I came back more confident in my abilities and in my God than ever before. And I was able to win last year. And now this year, we are going to have a Vegas finals. There will be a Mount Midoriyama. So I'm believing for a rematch against that mountain, all for the glory of God. (laughs) That's awesome, man. I've watched your consistency. Mm. And I learned that our gifts or our giftings, our talents can take us only so far. Mm -hmm. But only the characteristics of God and Christ-likeness in us can take us further. Yes. So, and I've watched the consistency and you said something about this yourself that you've never really changed in all these years. 
Mm-hmm. And I've watched that knowing you over the years that I've seen a consistency of being affirming of other people, but also there's been no arrogance, there's been no pretense, and you've been consistent even in your worship. When we were in Japan together, watching you so enjoy being able to minister to people, help in worship, and yet there were people around you knowing who you were, and yet you stayed consistent. And that's, you know, the characteristics of the kingdom truly do emanate from the characteristics of the king. And so that's something I've been so impressed by in a godly way in watching the consistency of your life and character. What has been outside of American Ninja Warrior, some areas maybe in your life where you've had to see the Lord give you the grace to overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of your testimony. And to even talk about um, what you said just about consistency. I mean, I, I'm the way that I am in life, I think in large part due to the community that God has put me in. I mean, I've got the most incredible support system of people in my life that help keep me grounded, help keep me rooted, uh, deflate any type of big head that I ever start to get because that temptation is always there, especially as I continue to grow in popularity. But I've got the most incredible wife that God could ever have have partnered me with. And she keeps me humble. I've got the most incredible family that keep me grounded, keep me rooted. I've got, you know, different pastors and leaders, mentors in my life that um, keep me focused on the things of God, on the direction that God has put me in. Because when you get into like an industry like, you know, the reality television industry that I'm in and a part of, it's so easy to to get distracted by all of these things that the world says is so important. You know, where's your social media following? You know, how many events or bookings do you have? Like, How popular are you getting? How many people know your name? But when you walk into these areas and the goal is just kingdom, it's how many lives can I have impact? How great of a harvest can I um, help bring in for the kingdom of God? I mean, I want my life to to... At the end of my life, I want it to be said of me like it was said of David, you know, in Acts, uh, what is it, 1336, where it said that he served the purposes of God in his generation. That's been kind of the verse of my my life recently is I, I want to serve the purposes of God, whatever that looks like, whether it's on the television screen or if it's, you know, leading worship at church or if it's, you know, just um, spending time with the people in my life and pouring into them, you know, iron sharpening iron, so to speak. And so that's been, uh, I am the way that I am because of the people that I have surround myself with. They're the ones who, who help keep me focused and, and grounded in the, in the Lord and what he's called me to do now outside of the TV show of Ninja Warrior. I mean, I face so many different, um, hardships and, and difficulties that I've seen God just move time after time again, it's interesting because, again, I mean, it it correlates with the beginning of my Ninja Warrior journey. When I, when I got the job working at a local Ninja Warrior gym here in Houston, at the time, I needed uh, Bible school tuition due um, that week. And I thought to myself, well, Lord, I don't have a job right now, and I need to pay tuition for this Bible school. And I know I'm supposed to be at this school, but I don't understand how it's going to work for me to pay tuition and continue going to school and, and all this and that. I said, but God, I'm not going to sit on my hands. I'll, I'll write out a resume. I'll go, you know, look at, I'll take applications and, and do interviews, but Lord, I want to land. I want to settle where you have, you would have me to do that in this season of my life. And when I found the Ninja Warrior Gym and immediately miraculously was able to get a job 
from a, a, an employee who said he was leaving the next month and I could just have his position take over his his classes. I went back to Bible school the next day and they said they pulled me aside and said, hey, we need to talk about your finances because they're they're due. And I said, well, here's the thing, you guys, I just got I just got a job working at a, at a ninja warrior gym. I might be on this TV show someday, but um, I don't start for a couple of weeks and they're not going to give me a paycheck on my first day. And I said, but I know I'm supposed to be at this Bible school. Could we please work something out? And they said, well, here's the thing, Daniel. Someone has come alongside and are choosing to remain anonymous. Still to this day, I have no idea who it was. Wow. And they said, well, they had they paid for not just your month's tuition, but the rest of your semester paid for, done, wow. in full. And I had heard about things like that happening before because in Bible school, people love supporting others. But nothing like that had ever happened to me when there were no other options. And so the money that I would have spent on that tuition that year, I got to spend on a two-week missions trip going to Honduras that fall. Uh, and it was just amazing just seeing lives change. And so from that point forward, I said, God, I will never worry about finances when I know that I'm in your will. I, I won't do it. And it's interesting because as much faith as that took to, to believe God for the finances there, Every new season of life that I'm in with the new new bills or or you know trying to buy our, purchase our first home, my wife Abby and I were in the midst of that. It's like the, the the world that we live in always requires more, always requires greater level of of anything, money or in our case like faith. Like we we <laughs> yesterday's faith is not going to help me with today's um, problems because today's problems seem bigger than yesterday's faith. But if I look at yesterday's testimonies and God, you did it then you can do it now. You might not use the same, you know, formula, Lord, but I'm going to have faith that you, if I'm walking in the path that you want me to, if I'm walking in the direction that you want me to go, Lord, you can, you're going to take care of the rest. And so I've seen him, him show up, especially financially uh, time after time last year. Here's one more great example. Most of my, my income comes from traveling and, and speaking in events, whether I'm speaking at churches across the country or schools or ninja gyms or kids camps, or VBSs, things like that. That's where most of my income comes from is through contract work of that nature. And after several great years, you know, just continue to, to building my popularity on the TV show, continuing to, to, you know, influence people for the kingdom of God in all of these avenues and areas, writing children's books with, with my wife, you know, coming out with different curriculums and things like that. Last year hit COVID with the pandemic. All of my events were canceled for like eight months. I had zero money coming in. And I thought, well, Lord. I'm not going to stop giving. I'm not going to stop tithing. I know that that is a road to blessing that we will reap what we sow and that where where and what we sow into is going to determine part of the harvest. And nothing, if nothing else, I'm going to remain faithful to putting what you put in my hands, a portion of that back into, into, into you, into your church. And so we continued tithing when we had <laughs> very, very little money coming in. And then the the show American Ninja Warrior kept getting pushed back, kept getting canceled, pushed back, canceled. And late July, they called and said, hey, we're going to try to do an expedited season. We're going to fly you out in a few weeks. We're going to be there for a few weeks. Your wife can't go, no friends or family. And in a year that I made very little money on paper, I was able to win American Ninja Warrior and tithe more than I've ever tithed in my entire life. And I said, God, that is so like you to bring a huge harvest in a season 
of, of drought or famine in the world. And we look in the word of God and that's what he's up to. That's what he does. He takes his people, he protects his people and he allows them to, to flourish, not for their own sake, but for his name's sake and to use those people to continue spreading his, his word and his message. So those are two of the, the most impactful testimonies that I can think of right now of God overcoming different circumstances in my life where it seemed otherwise hopeless, really. Well, you know, the life that we live before we enter the portals of eternity determine the depth of influence we have today and the generations to come. Mm -hmm. And I want us to touch a little bit on leading by example. It's not so much all that we say, but it's the character and the substance that goes with our words. And how are some areas that you feel like God's using you to lead by example? I've watched it. I mean, I look at people like uh, Matthew Carmona, who considers you a mentor. Mm -hmm. Matthew's father and I were roommates, golly, almost 40 years ago. And just think how even today watching you and your generation and how you're impacting what you're doing in athletics, but also by your example has been a strong encouragement to friends like Matthew Carmona and so many others that are aspiring to do something, even if they never end up on American Ninja War, although Matthew yeah, has, yeah. but, you know, others, students that come to see you and to train with you and to get to, to be around you, it yeah. motivates them more than just the sport itself, mm-hmm. but it's about life in general. So how do you use your platform to lead by example? Because I've noticed that even in the most difficult of times, you've been able to keep a, a smile on your face mm-hmm. and walk in that place of example of faith. But yet in this context, it's not so much about the amount of faith, it's the level of trusting God in faith. And how have you been able to lead by example? And what are some of the things you do to lead by example? Yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, wow. So for me, like I said earlier, kind of growing up within uh, ministry, you know, preaching and teaching and, 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 you know, doing like clowns and sign language and, and skits and things within like, oh yeah, we did kingdom clowns. So like the makeup, we also did kingdom mimes. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And so growing up in, and going to like nursing homes or hospices or homeless shelters, places, places like that, or even hospitals and, and walking through and, you know, singing and, and dancing or performing or praying for people in all of those ways grew my heart for people. And people are the most important things on this planet that walk the face of the earth. And so my heart for people is, is huge. So whether it's my church family, my, my gym family here, my students, uh, you know, I've got a bunch of like uh, high school and college age students that my wife and I, we have like game nights all the time. And so we we invite them over, we play board games, play some video games, watch movies, have Bible studies. And I love people and any opportunity that I can get to, to sow into people, um, to, to sharpen others, you know, and, and to, to be there for others. I mean, one of the, even one of the, the sayings at my home church dwelling place is that when you find your family, you find your destiny. Like our whole destiny isn't just wrapped up within ourselves. Uh, it was never meant to just be us and God versus the world. It's like, it's us walking with God and then walking with the people that he puts in our life. I mean, even Jesus had 12 disciples that he lived life with, that he walked day in and day out with. And so for me, I am so grateful for the people that God has put in my life those that I've, I've got three different types of people that God has put in my life. I have those that are 
pouring into me that I'm looking up to, that I'm gleaning from and learning from, going to asking their advice, their opinions for their help. And then I've got level two people that I'm walking through life with that are in a similar position or similar mindset that we're, we're sharpening each other. We're walking through life, encouraging each other. And then I've got people that I, I pour into, you know, the younger generation, these people, these kids that watch the show. And I use, you know, the social media or when I'm speaking to, you know, their youth group or their church group or wherever, and I'm saying, yeah, you see me overcome obstacles on the TV show, but really that's just an example of every single one of us in life we face over or we face obstacles. We do fall. We do fail. You know, even, even Jesus, you know, said that in this life, we will have troubles. We will have persecution or tribulation, but to take heart because I have overcome the world. In Proverbs, it talks about how a righteous man will fall seven times, but he gets back up. And so you know, my job is to fill myself so full of the word, so full of the truth of God, that when, not if, but when life squeezes me, that's what comes out. Not the fear and the anxiety and the doubt and the insecurities that the rest of the world deals with, but I fill myself full of the word of God so that the truth of the word of God comes out when, not if. I fall and fail. And that goes across the board. You don't have to be a ninja warrior athlete. It, every single person on this earth can relate to that statement that when we fall and when we fail, what are we going to do? We're, we're in charge of that. God has given us the free will to choose. And I tell young people all the time, you know, everybody falls and fails, but we have the choice to make. Are we going to be a an egg when we fall? Humpty Dumpty, fall, break, not get back up, stay down, stay broken. Or are we going to be a bouncy ball? And yes, it falls. Yes, it hits. It takes the same impact, but it bounces back up. And I, I tell people all the time, like, when we fall and fail, we have to be of the mindset of especially trusting in God, knowing that, you know, uh, what is it, uh, Romans uh, 8.28, that we know that all things can work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. When we fall and fail, get back up quickly. Look at the Look at where things are that you can you can learn from because we also know that every issue that we go through God is the God of all comfort that comforts us and and all of our you know all of our issues so that we can comfort others and so it just gives us testimony so any any whatever our testimony is uh God can use those and give us the grace to use those to impact the world around us and reach others that other people can't reach because their testimony is too different or their, their life is too different. And so I tell people all the time, like, I, I, I love the platform that I have because it's it's worldwide. Like, it, it, it appeals to everyone. We all have obstacles in our lives. We're all facing. I'm thinking, you know, young Liam right now with the obstacle that he's facing, the challenge of, of, of that cancerous situation. And I'm standing and I'm believing with him and and I'm praying for him. And I'm I'm believing that, you know, during this season, like, stay the course, stay strong, learn and use your, use your platform, use that story. Uh, the t-shirts that he's making to encourage others to, to point them to the kingdom of God. Um, and just his personality too, just trusting God through the, the whole situation. And so that's what I've been, been able to do on the, on the show and using the platform on television, but also off television, off screen, anywhere that I'm at is just encouraging and inspiring a generation to faithfully trust God, make it not just a, a Sunday, Wednesday, check mark this thing off my list of, of Christianity, 
but going all in for God, using every single area of your life, every single gifting to, to bring in an end time harvest. Cause I believe Jesus is coming back sooner than we think. And I, I want to do my part to prove myself faithful and just to put a smile on his face to, to do what I can to bring others into the kingdom. Well, Daniel, we have a few more moments. Uh, I think you'll enjoy this as we make some final comments. There is a term called the Bushida Code in Japanese. It is also known as the Way of the Warrior or the, the Samurai Code or the Virtues of the Samurai. And although they call it the Seven Virtues uh, or the Samurai Code, they've actually come out with more as part of our, their society. And it's also used in other parts of Asia, from Korea to China and other places, the primary seven commonly accepted tenets of the virtues of the Bushido or the samurai code or the way of the warrior is the virtues of rectitude, courage, benevolence, respect, honor, honesty, and loyalty. If you break that down, it's dealing with justice and making right decisions. Mm -hmm. And three is bravery or courage, uh, benevolence, respect, honesty, loyalty, and faithful and devoted to relationships, uh, piety, honesty with fidelity, and wisdom. These are all virtues that they call the way of the warrior or the samurai code called the Bushida code. And when I look at this, and I'll unpack this more in a future podcast, it seems to me that these are all biblical virtues that we as Christians, if we live by these biblical virtues, we can walk in the way of being the heroes of the champions of the Lord. In fact, there's a word called Gibor, that God is the El Gibor in Isaiah. He's the champion, the hero, the mighty one. The El Gibor means the, the God of the champion, the God of the warrior, the God of the mighty one. So that means that we, on the smaller scale, because El means God, the God of, we are the Gibors. We are the ones who God wants us to be champions and warriors. He wants us to walk in the way of virtue and honesty and the principles of the kingdom. In some final comments, just share some things that maybe is in your heart of how we can stay the course to walk in the way of the Christian warrior. Did you know there was a time there was a whole tribe of Christian samurais in Japan? They lived by these virtues. Just share some things in your heart and how to walk out the yeah. virtues of the kingdom. Yeah. Oh, man. And I think... I think that's one thing that the Lord is beginning to, to change in the, this season that we find ourselves in in the world is that, you know, I grew up kind of thinking that if I was going to serve God, if I was going to walk with God or do anything for God, it had to be done within the four walls of the church. And, you know, it's important that we have people, great men and women there that are helping the, the masses that are coming in, looking for the Lord, looking for hope and looking for help. But I've discovered that God is looking in this season of life, this dispensation that we're living in, for people to go out into the marketplace, go out into the, the areas of influence that God has naturally gifted them in and using that as ministry. And I think that's a shift that we're beginning to see in the world right now is people in Hollywood, people in the music industry, you know, people in the health and education, people in the science industry, people in all these different, you know, spheres of influence going in with the mentality and the mindset of this is my missions field. Yes, I've been gifted. Yes, I've, I've given myself to, to study, to, to preparation for this area. But at the same time, I am a believer. I am called to, to let my light so shine that they'll look at me, but they'll, they'll give God glory. They'll see that it's something different. And so for me, that was my mentality right off the bat going into American Ninja Warrior. 
And so the conversations that I've had with other athletes, which led to prayer, led to led to, to miracles, seeing backs healed, shoulders healed, because all these athletes, I mean, there's we're all get we all get injured in that in that area, that environment. But to to go in there and say, okay, God, I'm gonna give it my best. Yes, I'm I'm in I'm in this system as far as like I am a competitor, I'm training, I'm gonna do my best, but that is a secondary goal because the purpose that I'm here in this sphere of influence is kingdom. So when my kingdom or when my purpose is prioritized, everything else underneath that, I mean, God, God has just given me grace, given me favor, and I've done my part. But the the um, the stress and the anxiety is not the same as any of these other competitors because for them their identity is wrapped up in it. I mean, anyone else in any other area of life, our identities become wrapped up in our success. And if we we get the success, then that gives us the, you know, the self-worth that we need. But as believers, when we go into these other areas of society, you know, our identity is so firmly, should be so firmly rooted in Christ that, you know, whatever the natural results look like, that does not determine our speed in which we we go after things that does not determine our level of joy i mean as believers you know walking with god spending daily interaction with him uh you know you said we we become like the king you know we have access to the 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 fruits of the spirit that begin to show and take uh or just manifest in our lives you know love joy peace patience kindness things that the world sees and wants and desires. And then they they see these things on our life and they say, what is different with you? How can you have joy when we just as a company or whatever got this bad report or you just got this, you know, this, this difficult um, thing that happened in your life. And yet you're still positive. You're still giving God glory. Like, what is this? And I believe we're living in a, in a world right now where God is looking for people that he can just put on these, these pedestals, so to speak, only for the purpose of the fact that he knows that they, we won't use it for ourselves because we never would have been able to get there on our own. And so I'm seeing that happen, not just in the ninja world, but in other areas of influence. I mean, I've got friends that act, I've got friends that are in the business arena, just multi-million dollar companies and they're kingdom-minded businesses. And I'm seeing as I step out in faith and continue to trust God, which requires more than the trust yesterday did, I'm seeing God open my eyes to the network of people, men and women that are doing the work of the gospel, that are that are bringing in souls. And I'm just able to kind of walk alongside, sow seeds into these different ministries and be a part of what they're doing. And it's interesting because, you know, we think about being so spiritually minded that we're of no earthly good. But the reality is, is that when we're, when we're, you know, biblically minded, you know, kingdom minded, like that gives us the, the fuel it takes to be of the most earthly good is when our, our focus on Jesus, when our, when our eyes and our goal is him. And it's just, sorry, I'm rambling, but no, as I get, good. as I finish it, it's like, now I'm looking at it. It used to just be God. If I just get on this TV show, boom, end all like that's, uh, that's going to be a win for you. And then I did it and it was incredible and I did really well. And I said, okay, God, wow. Like if I continue doing well, like this is going to be great. I, I might be one of the, the top ninjas. And then I did it. And I thought, okay, God, if I just, you know, get to the end and then I did it and I'm like, okay, Lord, my dreams are like this big and what I, my, the scope and the vision. But now every time I get to one of my quote unquote dreams, I do it. And if that's the end all be all, 
I'm disappointed. Now the end all be all is, okay, God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Kind of like a Jesus lifestyle, like, Lord, what is on your heart today? That's what I choose to, to put as my focus. So now in addition to competing on the show, my wife and I, like I said, we're, we're writing children's books. We're, we're creating other content. We're finding other ways to maybe leverage the platform of Ninja Warrior, but leverage it for the kingdom in ways that I otherwise never would have dreamed about or even thought about because my mindset would have been the same as everybody else. Just train, do well on the show, win money on the show, get the fame and the fortune. And at the end of the day, that's not even satisfying anyway, because there is no peace other than given from the Prince of Peace. There is no joy other than, than the, the joy of our salvation. Like there is nothing else satisfies, but when we're walking each day with God, every single day is an adventure. Every single day is, is a joy and it's a journey with the Lord just doing the work of the kingdom. Amen. Well, you know, I love the kingdom name because the kingdom of God is built on relationships. Mm -hmm. First with God, then with one another. The degree of influence we have in life is determined on those relationships. First with God, then with one another. So I really believe this is a time for us to get outside of the circumstances and to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time today. And, and uh, how can people uh, fi find out more about you? Is there a website, Facebook? How do they uh, follow you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyone, I, I've got a website, uh, danielgill.ninja. And of course, any of my social media handles uh, at Kingdom Ninja. And then just be more than anything else, though, just be be praying because God has, has put me on a platform and it's it's been an incredible six years. This will be lucky number seven. Uh, and I'm praying, I'm like, okay, God, that's a pretty good number in, in the Bible, kingdom-wise. So I'm, I'm believing that this will be an incredible season coming up. Like I said, I leave in a few weeks to do the, the first round of competition. And more than anything else, like I, I just want to continue using the, the gifts, the talents, the abilities in the most impactful way. And so just, just praying because there is an enemy. He is, his purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. Not going to give him any attention, but just to be praying for me, for my wife, Abby, for the influence that God has put in our care to steward well. And so, yeah, any of social media, people can keep up with us. Uh, my website, people can keep up with me. And then um, if they, they want to get some of your kingdom, Ninja Warrior shirts mm -hmm. or, or even nutritional. Lines, All through my website. Perfect. Yeah. Yes, sir. Awesome. The 2020 American Ninja Warrior champion, Daniel Gill, man of God, El Gabor, the, <laughs> who serves the El Gabor, the champion of champions. Daniel, close us in prayer. Yeah. Thank you, Doug. Lord, we just bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We thank you, God, for the lives that we live, Lord, that, Lord, whatever our, our measure, God, the talents, the giftings, the abilities that you've given to us, Lord, we're, we're called to steward those to impact the world that we live in, Lord, to, to love you with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind, God, and our neighbors, Lord. And I pray that as we keep you first in all that we do, Lord, you provide the rest, God. We seek the kingdom and all of our needs, God, you're, you're not a man that you should lie. You take care of your children because you are a good, loving father. God, I pray for all those that are hurting, all those that are needing, God, that 
uh, through through the ministries that Doug is connected with God, through Somebody Cares Ministry, Lord, that we would be able to see miracles happen and, and just the ways that we're able to get the help that's needed to the places and the people that need it the most, Lord. So we bless you. I thank you that, Lord, we would not uh, despise the small beginnings, God. Each of us, God, is in a different place in life, a different season with different people that we're called to. And I pray that we would use it um, all for the glory of God, Lord, that we would use our, our measures, use you know our platforms, whatever level of influence that we carry, God, you watch that. You see what we do with that. And I pray that you would just encourage us to step out in faith more and more to reach the world that we live in, God, all for the kingdom of God. So we bless you. I bless everyone listening and watching in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen and amen. Wow, what an incredible testimony Daniel has. I want to encourage you again to be sure to share this episode. And today, if you have prayer requests or praise reports you'd like to share with us, you can email prayer at somebodycares.org. You can also call or text the 24-hour Somebody Cares prayer line, 855-459-CARE. Again, that number is 855-459-CARE. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.